Hello and welcome back to the Dungeons and Dragons Podcast UK. My name is Yasmin and I will be the DM. Hi, my name's Colin and I play Cuin de Greymont, a paladin from Gavany. Hi, I'm Spencer. I play Caddo Chasseur, a cleric also from Gavany. Hi, I'm Brian and I play Ogvar Shawfoot, a ranger from Keswick. Hi, my name is Samantha and I play Elora Greyvale, a sorcerer from Nefalia. the animated armour loomed large and intent on eliminating everyone, our battle-hardened band began brandishing all that they could bring to bear. Ogfar originally entered the office using a door, as was customary, but after a spot of manhandling the metalwork, he found himself exiting in a more violent manner via a void in the wall that had once played host to a rather lovely leaded light window. Au revoir! Ogvar, perhaps now would be an appropriate opportunity to use that postcard you purchased previously. Kuin, of course, dedicated himself to skillfully swinging his sword with his usual unwavering commitment. Caddo, on the other hand, had unfortunately failed to cripple the armour as his morning star missed its mark. But Alora had significant success as she discovered that electricity was most effective and clearly the way forwards. So, as the tide begins to turn, our heroes are finally making some headway, and as the camera swings back to the action, we rejoin the scene. Episode 89, Raising Eyebrows. Okay, so next up, Elora, top of the round. Uh, okay, Elora's going to switch this up, and she is going to... Are you to... going to fling yourself out the window as well? <laughs> no, Elora is going to continue with It's more of a her... garden party now. Elora's <laughs> <laughs> going to uh, attempt to um, go with another electrical attack, because clearly she feels that this is the way to go. So she's j- she is going to move up to him. She's going to do a touch attack. I know that's not normal for her to just get up close, but okay, she's... Okay, well, you're, you're up there anyway. She's within range anyway, so... Yep. She's going to go with a shocking grasp. So roll for it. So that is a d20 plus bab plus dex. So that will be... Plus two. So five plus nine is a 14. 14 is not going to hit. Shit. On a touch attack. On a touch attack, it's not going to hit. Yeah. No, that's really unfortunate. I thought I'd get a really good roll there, but no. You go to um, grab it and it... It just moves out of the way, and you're left kind of grasping at air. The spell is used and dissipates. Laura's going to cuss loudly. Are you doing anything else? Um. Yeah, she's she's going to back off. She's going to risk. She's going to risk an attack of opportunity, and she's going to. Oh no, yeah, she's going to use the rest of her movement back off. Okay, so you're going to back off. How how far are you backing off? Where are you going? Other side of the fireplace, so another ten foot okay, back from where so she is. Okay, so you're going to provoke an attack of opportunity. Yeah. 
Um, it's going to try and hit you with a fist, unarmed. Um, a 15 isn't going to hit you. No. No, not with the mage armor yet. So it takes a swing and it, it, it takes a wild haymaker at you and it, it just, you, you're able to dodge it out of the way quickly enough to, to avoid it. It still goes whistling past your nose and you've got this view of these very, um, very tough looking gauntlets. Um, each, you can see the armor on each individual finger and it's all articulated. It's gorgeous piece of work not nice up close well as she as she just kind of dodges that and she she turns to scrabble so she's she's leaning down putting a hand on the floor and scrabbling just to get that 10 foot away yeah okay so next up Ogfa. okay you've just heard a voice emanating from your right in the orangery okay so you're kind of facing out so you're right to the right hand side of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You okay. hear a voice from the orangery. Esther's just joined you. She's stood behind you. Okay, um, what I would like to do is grab hold of Esther's arm and like put his fingers to his lips and like shh to Esther and start sidling back round towards where the other two, uh, our two fake guards are on the terrace. Yep. Um, okay. As he's doing that, he wants to reach into his pocket and drop his bag of 30 marbles on the floor. Okay, so are you trying to be quiet or...? Uh, yes. Okay, yes. so make me a stealth check, please. Move silently? Uh, move silently, yes. That's the one. Okay, and have we got, got a plus two on that from no. something? You got one. Uh, you got a plus one. one. Plus one. Okay. Yeah, but is that, can I just ask, that plus one, it says to every roll saves. Every roll and saves. Oh, it's every... Oh. Okay. So okay. skill check, damage, Yeah, attack. just one then. Although it's only got, uh, it's gonna uh, be no, it's got three more rounds yet. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Yeah. As quietly as you try to be, dropping these marbles isn't an easy feat. While trying to keep quiet. Okay. So as you drop the marbles, mar- marbles, and <laughs> Miss Marble. Um, <laughs> Someone else coming out the room. Lots of little old ladies. <laughs> So as you drop these marbles, there is the sound of like the clicking sounds being kind of hitting the floor and then rolling out and you hear them kind of the, the sound like marble makes over stone. You, you hear you can hear it and it's it's not very stealthy at all. Okay. And you maybe hear a kind of oh, are we going this way, dearie? From Esther. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do I, do I still move though? Do I, I yeah, don't... you are able to kind of you are able to get around the corner, thirty yeah. foot up that way. And cool. right. Esther's turn on this particular round will be spent going there with yeah, you. Yeah, okay, that's cool. Thank you very much. Okay, Cuban, what are you doing? I like that. Let me think. Well, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hit it. I'm just gonna hit it. <laughs> Right, that's again. Twenty nine. It's <laughs> oh. Oh, college broken. <laughs> Somebody replace the battery. College frozen. Seventeen. Seventeen hits. Oh. All right, so roll you two lots of damage. Fifteen. Fifteen. Nice. And a nine. And a nine. Okay. So yeah, again, you take these two big swings. They're big, big swings. 
and you hit, and you can see that again this armour is beginning to crumple even more on the side. Um, it's, it is starting to, looking at the surface now, it looks like a wrinkled sheet. It, it, it is starting to look quite battered. Like a washboard. No, it hasn't got abs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is starting to look very, very battered, and it just the, the kind of the main breastplate area, you can see that it's starting to peel up. There's nothing underneath, you can tell it's it's just a hollow suit of armour, but this torso area is beginning to cave and it is beginning to look really, really bad. Okay, the armour is going to make a strength check. It frees its sword from the floor. Uh, and that does that give it me an attack of opportunity? It will provoke an attack of opportunity, so... Kewin, no, Kewin's the only one in range. Kewin, you can make me an attack of opportunity. So that's... Would that be the first, my, my normal? Just your normal, yeah. So that's... Uh, the big one, the big number. Uh, the, the, the 17 plus... 31. That's going to hit, <laughs> yeah. It's a wrong damage on that. That's 5 plus... 10 is 15. Okay, nice. Yeah, you'll, as, as it bends down, it's not going to bend that far, but as it grasps its sword and begins to pull, you're able to get another swing in there, straight into its torso, and again it leaves this big kind of, um, you almost hear this, this squealing sound, as actually the area that you've been just focusing all your attacks on, it does actually begin to split, and um, you see a slight vent in the armour. Okay, so, Cadet, you're up next. So you've used your ring twice now, so you can't use it. No, it's up, it's used, it's used up for the hour. Use it for the hour? Uh, I think I'm just going to step forward and smack it in the back. Okay. Why, why not? Let's yep. step forward and You just step forward and roll to hit. Is he in flanking? Because he's, I mean, yes, I mean, he's, he's back. Yeah, opposite mm. queue in, yeah. 17. 17 will hit. Oh, that's alright Roll your damage. That's only got one right. Uh, 7. 7. What type, What damage type does your morning start do? Uh, it does piercing and bludgeoning. Okay. Bludgeoning, so bludgeoning. There's lots of innings. Bludgeoning, yeah. yeah. So that was 7 points of damage, was it? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. You take a swipe into its back and you see your morning star. It pierces through, and as you carry on with the swing, you get these kind of pock marks, which are then rent, as if like a, a myriad of tiny little claws have just peeled back the back of this armour. Um, and you've, you've dealt a bit of a, a serious, kind of a, a very serious blow there. Uh, you've pierced the armour, you've managed to rent it. Oh, we're it. making holes in it at last, people. Be uh, useless as a pot now. Put the holes in it. Yeah. Um, Try to pull it in the top of it, see what happens. <coughs> okay, <laughs> Esther. Is up next. Oh, she's outside. Yep. Esther, as she goes, um, you take her along with you. Mm -hmm. You're not very stealthy, but as you go, she pats you very gently on the arm and casts cure. I think cure minor wounds. Two d eight. Okay. Yep. Is that one? Is that a cure minor? Yeah. Yep. Okay, and she heals you up for ten points of damage. Well, Offer. Oh, light wounds. Thank you very much. Light wounds. Sorry. Cure light wounds. Yep, and she heals you up for 10 points of damage. Oh, there we go, dear. We actually feel a bit better. 
Oh, it's uh, much better, thank you. Oh, okay. <laughs> why, why, why are we being quiet? Because there's a guard around the corner. Oh. Oh, no, it's moderate. 2d8 moderate. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that it's a cure moderate wound. There we go. Got to go right by me. Yeah. Um, okie dokie, David. Okay, thank you. Shh. Shh. Okay. So, coming round the corner. No, no, no. No, they haven't moved any. Oh, oh I thought she uh, was moved. Sorry, I thought you said while they were walking. Yeah, no, she she moved up with Ogfar, so she moved ahead of her turn, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. <coughs> As you round the corner, you are just about round the corner out of direct line of sight. Okay. You hear a noise. Both Esther and Ogfar hear a noise. As a pair of doors swing open with a very soft creak. You hear a what's that? What's that noise? As made me spot check off Because your attention would have been drawn by this noise. Plus one. Uh, that would be a 17 then. Yeah, you were able to see from where you are around the corner. You were able to just about see appearing onto the terrace. It's from the orangery. A guard, dressed in the city guard uniform, looks a bit slovenly, unshaved, possibly unwashed, as he begins to look around the area. And let's see, he's got a uh, wisdom. Okay, plus zero. Okay, and with a natural 20. Oh, nice. His eyes immediately zero in on the detritus of wood in glass and marbles on the floor okay Elora, your turn <laughs> um okay well obviously Elora's noticed that Esther's disappeared out the window so she's quickly thinking that well at least disappearing <laughs> out the window. she's thinking that um at least Ogfar's not alone um uh, but turns her attention back to the problem at hand. And she's going to have to cast another lightning bolt because, well, electricity just seems to be the only... Well, it seems to just be efficient, so she's going to go with another lightning bolt, I think. So you're going to cast... He's not in range, so you're not going to provoke an attack of opportunity. No, correct, for change. Uh, Okay, so he's going. the suit of armour is going to make a reflex save. With a twenty-three, yeah, be half damage. Yep, so it's going to take half damage. So, so here we go with the dice again. Uh, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, sorry, check. Oh, I've got a few right more extra. Okay. Oh, okay. Twenty. Twenty-three. Twenty-four. So that'd be twelve points of damage. Twelve points of damage. Okay. Describe it. Oh, um, so she's becoming quite confident with the lightning bolts by this stage, seeing as this is the third one that she'll have thrown. Um, she's literally, she's she's feeling quite vengeful at this time. She's worried about Ogvar. She need, knows they need to get this completed in as quickly as possible. Um, Kuin's done a lot of damage. So she, she she's literally going to pull her arm back and she's literally going to shoot the palm out. And a bolt of molten blue will come out of it and 
strike directly to the target, she's going to go straight to the well. She's going to go straight to the side of the head because he's side on at the moment. Okay. So she wouldn't go for the arm. She'd literally try yeah. and go for the head. So again, you see this effect of uh, this lightning striking on the surface of this this armor, but this time you see it it judders more, and the armor crank clanks and and as it judders and and it just kind of has this. Obviously, it's very kind of almost cartoonish electrocution effect. You see the armor tarnish even further, and it's this kind of silver, sort of this bright silver sheen it's had just from how polished it is, has slowly dulled, and it's reflecting less and less light as it's just been tarnished by this these bolts. Um, and with a final heaving judder, it collapses forwards onto its knees before hitting the floor and all of the parts which make up the suit of armour, the gauntlets, the braces, the chest plate, scatter and the helmet rolls across the floor, smoking. Well that's done for him, thank God for that. How much noise did he make when he fell? Because it's eight foot tall and it's heavy armour. <laughs> and there's no glass in the window. <laughs> God. It made a heck of a lot of noise. So... This is why I wanted to cast silence. <laughs> oh, but I haven't got it. It'd be pretty damn hard to miss it. Ova. Hello. As you stood outside, you're all out of combat now. Okay. You're all out of the round system. As you stood outside, you hear this tremendous crash from upstairs. Oh no. You hear the kind of clatter and and the noise that a falling suit of armour makes. It's, it's a terrific din. And so does this guard. He looks up, looks at the shattered window, looks up, and draws his blade. Alora would go over to the window Can to look for... Wait, 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 wait. wait. Sorry. Ogvar. Can Ogvar sort of like, um, attempt to snap to attention and go, um, you stay here and I'll, I'll check that out. Because he's in his guard's uniform. So you're going to peer around the corner. Bluff check. And you're going to... Okay. Um, I thought he saw me because he rolled a nat 20. No, he saw all the stuff on the he floor. He saw the stuff on the floor. Ah. You'd got round the corner. <laughs> so you've just stepped out. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, we'll go with it. <laughs> okay, so make me a... Are you commanding? Make me a bluff check. Okay. Make me a bluff check. Plus one. <laughs> Plus one, oh, that gives me a zero then. What? <laughs> I'm not a very charismatic person. Oh, no. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh Ooh, not, not so bad. 17. Not terrible. 17. What's the opposite of bluff check? I'm going to say sense, sense motive. Yeah, sense yeah. Motive. yeah. So you just rolled a 17, was that? Yes. Okay, so sense motive is a wisdom based check. And he just woke up a bloke up, though, so he might really be shit right. out. Yeah. Okay. He looks at you and goes, Right then, I'll fuck off. <laughs> and turns around and walks back into the orangery. He's clearly not paid enough to deal with this. Excellent. And you are left stood there, backlit by the brazier from the corner, with the light spilling out from upstairs, dancing across the shattered glass on the floor, wondering what the bloody hell went wrong. <laughs> Looking heroic. Laura's <laughs> going to move over to the window. And she's going to peer down to see what she can see below. 
Yeah, you can see a heck of a lot of detritus and, strangely enough, marbles. <laughs> Would I be able to see marbles from that distance? You can see them glinting. It, okay. this, you've got illumination from the floor below, the window, windows okay. in the floor below. You can see them glinting. But I can't see Esther or Ogbar. You can't see Esther and... You wouldn't be able to see Ogbar from that angle, no. In that case, she's satisfied that he's not dead because he's not <laughs> lying on the floor. So she's going to turn around go back into the room and say to the others well neither Ogvon or Esther are down there there's a lot of mess and marbles of all things so I don't know where they've gone I assume they've moved back round the other side well uh, 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 the marbles are probably Ogvis because he had some of those and I'd imagine that uh, Esther has taken him in hand well they're probably back on the way here yeah probably you might want to unlock that door though yeah, when they, I, well I see what I'll 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 open the door and look for them on the on the on the uh, landing and uh, you two get over and see if you can work out what's going on with yeah, the door. Yeah, okay. Lock. I'm gonna tap Kieran on the shoulder and motion back to the chessboard. Okay. So starting outside with Ogvar and Esther. What mm-hmm. are you doing? Um. So the guard's gone back into the orangery. Yes, he has. Okay. Cool. Um. At that, then um, Ogvar will go further the bit round the corner. And uh, chuck up his rope of stone, and then give it the, so it's through the window. Oh, no, window shut. Window shut. Window shut. So he won't. He will. Um, Ali and Roman are still on that balcony yeah, on the he'll, terrace. He'll walk round past them and say, uh, "Oh, yeah, we had a slight bit of trouble. Um, uh, we smashed a window, and me and Esther came out and came down here for a bit of a walk around. Um, there's another guard out round round the other corner. He seems to have gone back inside now, so uh, I don't think you have to worry about him too much. But uh, just uh, be diligent." And at that, he will go back through the door and into the library. Esther will through the window. Back through the window, Bash yeah. the window open, The window yeah. door. The window. Um, window Esther door. will probably give it, oh, hi, Dewey. Esther will obviously follow you. And she's she's chattering away, going, oh, well, a bit of a nice trip. And uh, yes, sir. Well, it all went out the window, didn't it? Oh, oh yes, ah. uh, yes, it, it did. Quite quite so, but uh, we'll have to be, I think we need to get upstairs and see what that almighty clattering was up there. It's, uh, are you all right after your uh, leap out of the window? Oh, little, little scuffed up, but I'm all right. Yes, yes. How are you doing? Oh, uh, not, not so bad, not so bad. Um, I think I'll be all right, but uh, I think we really should get back up there and see if everybody else is uh, A-OK. Oh, yes, off we go. Okay. So you both... After you. Yeah, so you, you get to the top of the stairs, both in all... Um, sorry, Esther and Ogwa. And, yeah, you can see Caddo stood outside the door. Um, you make your way over to him and... Yeah, so... Um, you know, Caddo... Uh, is everything okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, we've dealt with the we dealt with the armor. Uh, how was your trip? Um, quite painful. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, but uh, look, the Esther came and, uh, and uh, things seem to be okay now. But uh, one guard did suspect um, uh, suspect something. But I think I've, I've um, have they say uh, fobbed him off. Excellent work. Well, at least uh, now we won't have to work out which window we're going out of. That's very true. You may may want to watch out for. Um, a slip hazard, uh, maybe some marbles on the floor. Excellent, good work. Right, super. Yes, I've quite lost my marbles. In you come then. Okay. So, so we shall head yeah, back into so the room and close the door behind ourselves again. Yeah, we head back into the room and Ogvar, you and Esther are both able to see the kind of the detritus of uh, what used to be this very resplendent suit of armour. Uh, it is scattered to the four winds and you can see clearly that it's obviously jot forward and then just kind of Okay. Smashed and scattered everywhere. Uh, Ogbar put his hands on his hips. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, that looks better. 
Oh, we sure showed him, didn't we, everybody? Well, it was certainly an electrifying experience. Well, for him, anyway. So, who has Orland at the moment? Uh, me. So, Wogvar, do you think uh, it, that's a rather nice suit of armour? Do you think you, do we want to keep that? Looks a little bit battered and bruised. Well, a bit of it might have some sale value, though, especially the helmet. I mean, you seem very keen on getting hold of the helmet. Well, the gauntlets look okay. Okay, okay should we, um... Well, I, I, I don't suppose it's going anywhere at the moment, so should we see how much space is left in Orland once we've got uh, the things we came for? Yeah, why not? But I reckon helmet, boots, gauntlets and sword, they've all got to be worth taking, no, aren't they? I, 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 I'm going to pick up the sword and I'll say, oh, yes, this just looks a bit like mine. It is massive. So I'm going to put it on the on my back, so I've got a great sword as well. How, how many Colin swords? Kimmy goes over backwards. I've got two swords there. Sword and two swords here. Sword. Nobody turned on a magnet. You know that joke we had a while back about him being a walking knife block? Yeah, yeah. sword-tastic. I've got two daggers as well. Just Crash right for the cosplaying as a porcupine. Yeah. <laughs> Just right for the kitchens of this church. No, this sword is humongous. It is... It's easily five foot long. It's, well, that's a great sword. It's, yeah, it's, it's easily... <laughs> Colin wants a sword! It is easily <laughs> as tall as Laura, um, and it's very heavy. But if you want to carry that, you can we'll carry put it, that. We'll put it in Orland, you can have it later. Is that okay. not going to be a bit big to put in Orland? I mean, he must no. have some kind of constraints. Well, if he, if he shouts when we poke it into him, we know we've pushed too far. Talking about Orland <laughs> shouting... Now, if I'd have jumped out a window and put his bag life in danger, I'd have been in trouble. Have you heard a peep out of him? I've got to just lift the flap of his jacket. Um, Holland? You it. have got to be joking. It was a very gentle landing. Right, we haven't got time for this. <laughs> Laura's going to turn around to... Laura's going to turn around to face the chest set and um, she's going to put a hand on the white rook and yep. move it into checkmate position. Yeah. You hear a click. Right. Where did that come from? Let's go and find it. She's going to start examining the wall, start travelling um, check. Off. It doesn't appear to have come from behind the table. No. Right. So she's going to move to, as she's facing the table, she's going to move to the right-hand side Let of the table. Let me search check. Are you all going to take a yeah, search? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to probably just stand back just in case anything springs out of the walls like a trapper and all that so i think probably okay. one of us needs to keep a watch on the door as well don't we mm. yeah so i'll keep a watch on the door okay so alpha and caddo aren't going to search but q in and alora you can make me search checks yeah I'm gonna is esther going to join in esther won't join in no. esther won't join in okay. yeah we're going to start pulling out um uh, q in, give me a hand to move these tables and chairs and stuff out of the way let's let's have a look at these walls so we're going to start pulling the furniture out yep 14. 14. oh do we get a plus one to this, or is oh, that still...? Yeah, yeah OK, 15. Uh, no, I think my dice rolls have now run oh, out. Oh, no, sorry, no, they would have yeah. expired. No, oh, no, that's a flat eight. OK, Matt. So, Kewin, as you're going along the wall, you're probably tapping to try and hear a t- pitch, uh, change in pitch. And as you approach um, the desk where, obviously, Axel works and sits, the wall, that slight gap of wall between this, this this table and chair and and the desk, you hear a very slight change in pitch. Uh, Colin Kewin will, because uh, he can hear the. Uh, I'd go. Uh, it seems a bit hollow here. Uh, uh, I'm going to stop. 
push in. And yeah, and as you push against the wall, it swings inwards. Oh, I guess you found it. So this should be, according to the map, and she scrubbles around in a pocket for one of the really shitty copies that um, um, Colby, Colby yeah. had given us. Um, and obviously she can see where there is a room on the back of the private room. Yeah. So she's looking at that and she's going, yeah, this looks like this should be it. Oh, aren't there? And yeah. this area, this room beyond, is unlit. Uh, okay, so uh, I'm going to lock around to see if there's a, a candle or a yeah, sconce. It's, it's very Grab one, quite a few. light it, and uh, I said, uh, well, here goes. <laughs> okay, as you enter the room, Kieran, you can see that you are in a room which is roughly 15 foot deep, 25 foot wide, about the same, the same width as this room this this private office you've been in and in this room there is an array of boxes chests and shelves uh, it looks like it's in here uh, uh, do you want to join me there there should be enough room in here because uh, I think we might need uh, your friend Orland what right Laura will pile in after Kieran. So, as you enter the room, because I'm assuming you're all going to follow and, and go in. Yeah. As Ogbar goes in, he would like to just drag a chair and leave it half in the door so it can't shut behind us. Yep, okay. You you leave a chair in the door. Esther will also come in with you. I shall continue to guard the door, I think. Okay. Great. And this room is now illuminated, and you can see what's in here. So, to your right, you have um, some boxes, some crates of things. Um, there's a couple of little like display cabinets which you when you look in them you can see um, f- you can see various objects which were stolen from the church um, very neatly displayed Ooh. you can see something which looks like a set of thieves tools you see a small piece of what looks like fabric with um, like a little round piece of fabric with embroidery all over it in silver uh, which you'd assume is probably the portable foxhole um, you you see various other bits uh, mounted on the wall. You can see the bow of the winter moon. Um, it's this beautiful, beautiful silver bow, uh, which looks like it's made of um, molten silver. And the string itself is uh, a silver-coloured thread, which is nearly imperceptible to the eye of. Okay. Um, you see things like uh, a little knife in the display case, which you'd assume is the meteoric knife, which was taken. And there's just various bits displayed. There's a, a shelf, um, like a big big shelving unit, which has got other bits on, like stacked up rolls of bandages, which you'd assume are the blessed bandages. And to the left-hand side of the room, you have two chests. And they're these big, clunky, clunky chests. They are solid. They've got locks on the front of them. Um, they are made of kind of this very resplendent gold kind of plating look. It's got gems encrusted on the top. It is completely over the top with wealth. And they are big, big chests. Okay. And they are identical. So, Ogvar's going to look... Oh, I believe this is a, 
what we're after, guys. Well, I'll just uh, I'll go and reach up and examine the bow. Just... Yep, you're able to lift the bow off of the wall. Um, and yeah, it is a, you can tell it is a gorgeous bow. Uh, and although it's, it looks like it's made of metal and it feels like it's made of metal to the touch, it's incredibly light for, for what it is. It doesn't feel heavy in hand, it feels light. But when you test the string and pull the string back, it is incredible. There's some poundage behind it. Um, and it's really kind of deceptive because it looks heavy, feels light, but pulls heavy. Oh, well, oh, there's a, some good craftsmanship in this, and uh, I can see why you would want this as a prize. Well, uh, uh, I suppose we better start uh, uh, wake all end up and uh, Ooh, yes, start yes. shoving this stuff up. But what are we going to do about those two chests? I still can't believe that well, th that he's got all this stuff. But I do have one question. We're going to lift all this now. But how do we prove to anyone that this is where we got it? Well, I'm sorry, but my drawing isn't going to be any good. Um... Maybe there's something on his desk. We didn't look on his desk, did we? You could ch check after, I suppose. So the important thing is that we take this back, but proving that it was in here is something quite different. We have the uh, the letter to the um, rat person. We do, but it's very loose evidence. Uh, it's a shame I haven't got like a like one of those imagery discs that I can photograph all this in, but it, it, I haven't got one, so. Well, you never know. There might be a be one in those chests. That'd be irony, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess we'd best start putting this stuff away and see how much Orland can actually manage to hold. Most of it's small stuff. Oh, okay, I'll, um, I'll see if I can rouse him. Uh, I'll go out with him. Orland? 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 No. What, what is it? What? It's your time to shine. I always shine. My buckles are all shining. Shine brighter than you've ever shone before. Ah, what do you want? Uh, it's your, it's your... Do you want a pastry? Blech. And he oh, chucks oh. up another pastry. <laughs> I've got to catch it as it comes up to her. Well, thank you very much. But uh, we're uh, we're here at our destination. We've we seem to have found the uh, the ill-gotten gains of uh, Mr. Axum. Ah. Would, uh, would you help us in uh, carrying them and uh, transporting them out? Ah. Yeah, sure. What do I miss? Oh, not a lot really. Um, just uh, sort of a nice suit of armour, and it had a slight accident, and now it's not a suit of armour. Esther lost her marbles and not, not a lot Well, really. we, we always knew that. She lost them a long time ago. So, Ogva will ask all and are we okay to just put things in or is there, do we have to, is there like a, a sorting system in there or? Is there an index card or something like that? Tetris, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's Professor Layton going to, you've got to pack the suitcase. Um, no, no, I'll take it. Just knob it in, I'll sort it. Okay, we'll start with this and Ogva will just like, Feed the bow in. <laughs> Look after that one. I think it's probably quite nice and valuable. Yeah, it disappears in, and and it's it's in Orland. Okay. So you just you're just grabbing things like the, the rolls of bandages, which yeah. are the best bandages, and knife. These display cabinets are open. Yeah. You yeah. Flip them up. Yeah. So you just grab everything. So it doesn't take long before the room is bare, with exception of these two jewel encrusted chests. Well. 
We're going to open those chests or what? I'm not going to just leave those. Well, uh, I'll, I'll see how heavy they are. So I'm going to walk up to They might be trapped. Did everything that we take seem... Everything that we've put into Auron so far, did that all seem to be all stuff from the church? Was that everything on the list, do you think? I believe so. No. Oh, no, oh, no. no. Okay. Uh, We're still missing some sending stones. Okay. I haven't seen them yet. Uh, all the chests... sacred scabbards, they're still missing. These chests are large. They are waist high. They are big chests. Yeah. Okay. Have they got locks on them? Yes. They they have got um, like standard kind of, you know, not padlocks, but they've got standard inbuilt locks. Right, I'll whip out the old thieves' tools and I will have a go at picking the locks. Oh, hold on, I... I might have something here that helps. Have you got something there? I'll go oh. pick out his the lock slip grease. Ah, you, yeah. you might want to try with this. Yes. Um. Okay. Yeah. Which chest are you going to? The one on the left or the one on the right? I'll go for the. Oh, it's a chest. Okay. I'll go. I'll go for the one on. Why does Why does every player do that when somebody mentions there's a locked chest? Every time, everyone goes. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> I'm not doing that. Everyone else is taking steps back across the room. Yeah yeah. I'm yeah. not in the room. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... Right. Um, so I'm going to take the lockpick grease off of Ogbar. I'm going to go for the chest on the right. Okay. And I'm going to apply some lockpick grease, and I'm going to try and. Uh, apply my thieves' tools to that. Okay, so what does the lockpick grease do then? Uh, lock slip grease. Lock slip, sorry. Lock, lock slip, slip grease. grease, sorry. Lock uh, slip uh, grease. Thick reddish blah, 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 blah. Plus one alchemical bonus to open lock so for oh. one minute. Okay, so oh, I'm going to attempt to um, attempt to pick, pick the lock. Okay, so you're going to the chest on the right. Yeah. And these chests are identical. There is no visible difference between these two chests. So you go to the chest on the right, you get your lock slip grease out, you lubricate the lock, you insert your thieves tools and make me a open lock check. That's a 15 all in. Oh, and it gives you a plus one. That's a 16 all in. Okay. You are unable to pick the lock. Um, can I take a 10? Yeah, you want to take a 10 to successfully... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you can take a 10. So, after a couple of attempts, you are able to open the lock. And when you open the lid of the chest, everyone in the room, make me a reflex save. Oh, shit. That's a 21 all in Ooh, from the lock. Nice. We have 14 for Ogbar. 17. 17. Laura. Yes. You are able to dash out of the way as you are nearest the source of emanation and therefore the narrowest part as a cone of fire gouts out you only take half damage she's going to put her arms up and retract really quickly stumbling backwards going ah what is that hot hot <laughs> <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm being an intelligent sorcerer. Hotty, hotty, goody, goody. No, that's what she was saying. Hot, hot. Okay. Everyone in the room takes 18 points of damage, oh. with exception of Laura, who only takes half. And Caddy won't because he's not there. And Caddy won't because he's not in there, because he's not in the room. No. So that's 15. 
18, did you say, yes? 18, 18 points, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Ooh, heck. Okay. And as you, after you have been uh, singed and lost a couple of eyebrows, uh, you can see that the chest now is open, the lid is open, and inside you can see a vast array of items, um, things uh, like there's scrolls in there, which you'd assume is the scrolls of uncertain provenance. You can see some rope. Uh, you can see um, a lantern. You can see sen- a sensor. You know, you can see quite a few bits which were missing off of the list, which weren't out in open display. Guys. Get this lot in, she said. I've got soot on my face. Yep. And no eyebrows, which would be an interesting look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. They are definitely singed. How many eyebrows were in the room? There were eight eyebrows in the room. Yeah. Three eyebrows are missing. Decide between you who's missing an eyebrow. Well, seeing as I opened the lock, despite getting half damage, I'll take the one. I'll take one eyebrow. Oh, I'd, I'd say Ogbo's probably lost one as well. Yeah. Just. just yeah. <laughs> Yeah. With my flaming peaky eyebrows, oh, I've got my helmet on. Is Esther in there? Esther's in there. Esther's eyebrows. <laughs> Esther's yeah, lost Esther's an eyebrow. Lost. <laughs> Esther's lost one. So one eyebrow. Oh, <laughs> eyebrow sort of staggers back a bit from the from the blast. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> and we put the oh. stuff in Orland. Yeah. Yeah. Go, give, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I, I, uh, I'm not feeling uh, too. Uh, too too hot. <laughs> which corner? Which corner was the chest in? So it was in the left bottom side of this room. Okay, and I've opened that and stuck it. You've backwards. opened the one on the right. The chest in the left, which is in the corner, is still there. Uh, right. I'm going to say that her right eyebrow's gone. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you remove the items from this chest. You put them into all and all. Well, I suppose. Uh, what are you lot doing in there? What? Oh, um... I assume I've seen a blinding flash of uh, light through the door. You saw a gout of flame, yeah. Yeah, there's, I've got an eyebrow missing. Uh, that was really hot. Um, it was a bit toasty. I'll explain later. Esther pokes her head out and she goes, Oh, hello, dearie, and she's missing her left eyebrow. <laughs> oh, God. Has <laughs> she not realised? <laughs> no, Esther, she most likely hasn't realised. She's like, oh, hello, dearie. And you look at her... Caddo, and it, surprised she's, she's just missing one eyebrow completely, and it's still slightly smouldering off of her skin. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm well, too much of a gentleman to say anything. <laughs> What's the funny look for, dearie? No, oh, no, something no, on my face? No, 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 quite the opposite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ogfar, you got any more of that lock slip grease? Uh, ooh, um, <clears throat> about we only got one. Oh. But it lasts, uh, yeah, there's only one, only one, one dose, lot. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, right, okay, so Laura's going to bend down, she's going to have a go at picking the second Ooh, gutsy. chest. Oh, Ogbo's going, nope! <laughs> 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 stepping back out of the room. Yeah, everybody just move back because I, I don't know what this is, what's going to go on with this. So uh, she's going to have a go at picking the other one. So I'll make an open lock check. This is the new way we do. Uh, and that would be a 15 all in. Okay. But this time she wouldn't... Oh, sorry. Is it successful? As you begin to touch the lock... Oh, oh God. Oh, God, did step out of the room. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, definitely stepped out of the room. You touch the chest. 
and you start filling around with the log. And what was your lot pick, Jack? Uh, it was a 15, all in. Okay. As you begin to pick the lock, you, you go to take your hand off the chest. Oh, no. Only to find out that it is stuck tight. Oh, shit. Tight. Shit. Laura's going to say, oh, shit. Shit. I, I, guys, I've got a problem. You're going to need to help me with this one. As the clash of combat continued, our companions felt that they had found a weakness in their foe. Elora was excited and she was keen to exploit her electrical abilities to significant effect, whilst Kuin and Caddo dug deep to deliver damage of their own. One floor below, Esther rolled out some healing, whilst Ogvar rolled out some marbles. A guard got interested until Ogvar spun him a spiel and the duo did a disappearing act back around the terrace to begin their break-in routine all over again. Meanwhile, back at the end of the mezzanine in the private study, after a belligerent battle, our upstairs team got the upper hand, finally managing to fell the metallic monster, and with the knight now removed from play, the game was up and a quick check enabled them to access the annexed area. With the loot located, they hastened to gather the goods, leaving the contents of just two chests to claim. The first took a little liquid lubrication to loosen the lock, causing a few eyebrows to be erased. The second would hopefully be more of a cinch than a singe, but will the sorceress's sticky fingers present a problem? Find out next week on Secrets of the Silver City. Hey, you made it this far, so lend us your ears for a moment longer if you will. Firstly, we are most humbled that you are enjoying our yarn and the crew thank you from the bottom of their hearts for your patronage. Producing this podcast is incredibly hard work and as such, if you would like to support us, there are a few ways in which you could really make a difference. Sharing links to friends and family helps to spread the word so others like you can find us and in turn they too can enjoy the show. Equally helpful is leaving a five-star review on Spotify and any other streaming services, which will help us immensely. Or, if you feel you could go that extra mile and contribute a few coppers to keep our creative juices flowing, you can hop on over to our Buy Me A Coffee page or drop us an email. We would all be immensely grateful for your support in any form. Lastly, we invite you to visit our website where you will find information on our campaign from backstories to settings. Join our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. All the links are in our episode bios. Don't forget to smash the subscribe and download buttons so you never miss the next episode. See you all again next week, folks.